The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. Get up close and personal with some of your favorite male porn stars on One on One with Poppy Chulo. Created by Poppy Chulo, One on One showcases exclusive interviews with the adult industry's most popular male performers. Here's your host, Poppy Chulo. Welcome to One on One with Poppy Chulo. Today is Thursday, April 9th. 2015 listeners please welcome fan favorite rising gay adult star ivan gregory welcome to the show ivan hi thank you for having me you're welcome i'm really excited to have you on Uh, you are certainly a performer that uh, everyone is watching you've been doing incredible work and uh, i know that the fans and the listeners that are tuning in right now are dying to know more about ivan gregory well, wonderful. They solved him a little bit more about me. Fantastic. So, let's start off the interview by getting some stats out the way. I like to get physical stats out the way because I'm sure that the majority of the listeners and your fans out there that are tuning in, they haven't had the chance to see you in person. So, let's get to know some of your stats. What's your height and weight? All right. Height and weight. My height is 6'4". And my weight is always different every week because I'm constantly um, trying to bulk up and then to cut down again, you know. Um, But it's usually around the 200-pound mark. What's your zodiac sign? It's Taurus. And uh, how old are you? I'm 29, turning 30 next month. Very awesome. Happy early birthday. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Let's get to know the man behind the performer. Obviously, there's an accent. Where is Ivan Gregory originally from? Originally from Johannesburg, South Africa. Very cool. So can you share with the listeners a bit about what life was like growing up for you? What was Ivan Gregory like as a child, as a teenager, growing up in South Africa? Well, all right. Growing up, I actually grew up in a small, small desert town um, in the middle of nowhere in Africa. That's really the truth. Um there I stayed for most of my teens, also went to a university in a little bit of a bigger town, but still in the middle of the desert, not much going around. Um, I was just pretty much, um, I was very much into my sport. I was, I was good at swimming, even though, as you know, it's a desert, but I felt water somewhere and just started swimming. So that was my passion, basically, and... Um, I then um, 
after that proceeded to study law, which I did finish. Um, I moved to Johannesburg, the biggest city there in South Africa, and I started my law career. Got kind of bored with it. There wasn't a lot of prospects anyway at that moment for lawyers in, in, in that country. So I started studying all over again. I started personal training <clears throat> where I then was a personal trainer for a few years until I just uh, eventually decided I'm going to pursue a little bit of an adventure in the U.S. and start my porn career here. And that's basically my whole life to the U.S. Very interesting. That's quite a story. Yeah. Yeah. When did you first realize your attraction to men? Uh, all right. It was actually thanks to Guy Porn. Um, <laughs> I was just, I was a little bit of a naughty kid. I was watching porn way before I was supposed to. At the age of about 13, 14, and I mean, I saw Guy Porn. I just, I was just all of a sudden um, looking for more male forms because it was just what I thought was more that appealed more to me. And the first moment I saw gay porn, I was thinking, I want to do that one day. It just looks so thrilling and exciting. So, I mean, since the age of 13, I, I, I realized my attraction to men, but also at the age of 13, I realized that I will one day pursue a little bit of an adventure in the uh, porn industry as a gay adult performer. So as a teenager in South Africa, yeah, can you share with the listeners what that experience was like when you realized that you were gay and uh, you're living, obviously, in South Africa? So for many of the listeners out there, I'm sure that experience might have been quite different than their own experience was uh, yeah, being gay something be... that was accepted was it something that you had to keep to yourself well look, yeah in south africa we have it good i mean um gay marriage has been legalized in south africa way before the u.s and most other countries it was one of the first 10 countries in the world that did legalize gay marriage so when it comes to gay rights we had it good However, I grew up in a small desert town, like I told you. Now, that changes the uh, situation completely. There's a farmer community and everybody, their life expectancy is usually just um, taking over the farming business and marrying and having kids. I mean, being anything different but that is frowned upon. So I had to keep it quite secret until I eventually had my opportunity to move to a bigger city like Johannesburg. And um, coming out of the closet there was pretty easy. Um, it, it wasn't all that challenging because of the, um, the, the laws that, that support it already. And um, yeah, so I just kept it quiet and I knew it would be fine. I'll eventually move to the big city. I just have to stick out with it for now. So it was it wasn't difficult. It just it, it was just a matter of time. I just had to have a lot of patience with it. That's all. But I knew it would be fine all the time. So it wasn't that difficult actually. 
Well, it's nice to hear that uh, it was a positive experience and that uh, it's a shame that you had to stay uh, hidden and, and keep it hidden when you were outside of the city. But it's nice to hear that you had a positive experience once you got to the big city. Yeah, well, also, I mean, I would not be able to really experience guy life as a teenager for real. I mean, what teenager really do experience love and, 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 and do figure himself out by the age of 16. And so it was fine. I was actually also still giving it some thought. I mean, I still also just had, it was a good experience because I had time to really figure myself out and know where I want to go with it for sure. And I'm going to be, do I want to live a gay lifestyle? I mean, that, that kind of thought takes years and years to, to, um, um, you know, sort out with yourself. So I think that the fact that I had to just, you know, keep it quiet a little bit and just think about it for a little while was also good for me because it gave me time to, to really know where I wanted to go with it. So I would say my coming out experience has been pretty, it's been more pleasant than most guys. Mm -hmm. And it also gave yeah. you a chance to truly get to know who you are. My point exactly, yes. Let's talk about your transition into the adult industry. How exactly did you get into the business? Well, firstly, um, being so far away from all the companies down in Africa and also not having a lot of money, I couldn't fly myself over to to see these companies. I had to apply all the way from Africa to all these big porn companies in the US mostly. And it took me years, years of applications because no one wanted to take a chance to fly someone from Africa for a shoot if they don't if they haven't seen me in person before. I mean I can I can understand how that can be a gamble for any company. So I applied and I applied and I applied online and I only applied at the big companies like Falcon and, and Lucas Entertainment and Gold Studios. <clears throat> Sorry. And um, I always got a response from all of them. They all were always interested in maybe flying me over and eventually when push comes to shove when they were supposed to, to buy me my plane ticket my airfare, they all were a little bit hesitant. And so I had so many uh, opportunities where porn companies accepted me, but then when we were supposed to start shooting, they would just say, sorry, we can't do this. And I just decided I'll keep on pushing, I'll keep on applying. Someone will fly me over and give me that big break to start. And eventually, probably after three, four years of applying constantly, Lucas Entertainment had a Skype interview with me on the New Year's Eve of Let Me Now Go Back. I'm not sure. That should be 2013. Yeah, 2013 New Year's Eve. Mm -hmm. They had a Skype interview with me and um, it was already about to, 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 be, to be the New Year's my side. They were a few um, hours behind, of course. And just before the 12 o'clock moment, 
hit me in Cape Town where I was at when the Skype interview was done. They told me, well, they really like me and they are going to fly me over to Europe to shoot with them for a week in, in March. And that was just the best news I could have gotten to kick off my year. Um, it was just fabulous. So that's how I eventually got into the porn industry. Lucas Entertainment then flew me to Berlin and Paris um, in, in, in that next um, three months for a week. And I did a whole series of scenes with them. I did two DVDs, three scenes, and I flew back to, to um, South Africa. When I arrived in South Africa, I just realized, well, I'm going to save my money and just fly to the U.S. myself and just pursue a career. Since I have now done this on an international basis, and um, I know that this is what I want to do. Wow, that's so, great yeah, to hear. Just, yeah, and then just two months after that, I saved my money and I gave away some of my belongings. I ended my lease agreement at the place I was staying, and I just got on a plane and flew to Los Angeles, just like that. That's quite the story, Ivan Gregory. And if I'm not mistaken, before you did that work with Lucas, you did do a smaller production a couple years before that, correct? That's true. I, I totally left that one out. Um, sorry about that. Um, yes, there was a guy called Rena Horn. Um, his, his stage name was Kurt Rogers. He did a lot of porn in the UK a uh, few years ago. And he came back to South Africa and he tried to set up a local production. And this must have been about six years ago, if I'm not mistaken, even a little bit more. I'm not too sure about the year and date now, but it must have been more or less six years ago seven years ago maybe and he started this, this smaller company and um, a friend of mine told me about it he said well I Ivan you want to go and do porn one day in the US shouldn't you just maybe contact this local guy and just do a smaller local production to see if this is really what you are going to be good at if this is all about you maybe you should just try it out just test the waters so yeah, I contacted contacted this ex-porn star called Kurt Rogers and he accepted my application. We did I actually did three three DVDs for him. I only saw one DVD myself, the other two I never saw, but I know there was three DVDs. I did a whole series of shoots for him. And um, it was basically just to see if I'm a good performer, if I'm comfortable. Um, I'm, I'm creating a scene with people around me, with a film crew, with a director. And he came to me and he said, you are the performer of South Africa. You will definitely make it in the U.S. Great stuff. And so I ended up on the covers of his DVDs as well. Um, it was just a small local production. I would not really consider it as a... a, a a real step in my porn career. This was really just me trying out the actual setup of a shoot to see if 
if, if that's for me. And I, I loved it. I mean, I remember after my first shoot, I, I screamed out loud, I want to do this every fucking day. <laughs> and everybody just laughed because uh, I could see I was pretty serious about it. Yeah. Absolutely, man. So in total, how long have you been in the adult industry? I guess it's been for you now a little over a year? A full year? Yes, it's yeah, it's actually a year and one week now. Congratulations. In the, uh, in the, in the um, international adult industry. Yeah, I did my first scene. I shot my first scene just uh, um, over a year ago. And it was only released about two months after. So uh, I've only been involved in it for over a year. But only really been a part of it with my scenes being released for about nine months or so. I mean, Very cool, man. That's awesome. Yeah. So let's talk about your porn name, Ivan Gregory. How did you come up with uh, the name that you're using in your scenes? All right. So um, it's it's a name that's pretty close to my real name, actually. And when I did this local smaller production with Kurt Rogers, um, he gave me a bunch of forms to fill out before we started shooting. And that form specifically asked, what name are you going to use in porn? I said, oh my God, Kurt, I haven't given this thought at all. I don't know why. I mean, this is a little bit um, slow from my side, but I haven't given my porn name thought at all. And now you want to decide these papers before we can proceed, but I, I really can't make up my mind. What should my porn name be? And I gave him the paper and I said, please just choose a porn name for me and I'll be cool with it because I can't decide now what my porn name should be. And he gave me the name Ivan Gregory and I just kind of like the name. So <laughs> yeah, my porn name is not chosen by myself. It's actually chosen by this Kurt Rogers guy. And I just liked and I thought, well, I'll just stick with it. Well, obviously, it's been working for you. Very good choice. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Kurt Rogers. Absolutely. Let's talk yeah. about your first day on an official porn set. What was that like for you? Were you nervous, excited, scared? What was going on in your mind? Yeah, you know, um, I was flying from South Africa to Berlin and it was such a long flight. I didn't receive any emails about the schedule, um, schedule times that we are going to shoot or whatever. I just assumed I'll be able to land there and then maybe shoot the next day. And I then didn't even um, got a, a, a cab to drive me to the hotel. I thought I was going to be adventurous and and take the train, the metro, and just walk through the city a little bit and just experience Berlin. And I didn't realize there's actually a shoot waiting for me <laughs> because while I was now in the air flying, my director emailed me and said, when you land, you need to kind of hurry up to the hotel because there's a shoot that's going to happen immediately. I didn't got that email. I was a little bit reckless and so I'm discovering Berlin, taking my time to get to the hotel. And, and I just arrived there with my suitcases and the elevator opens up and I get in and there's the director standing in the elevator. He's like, 
Oh, I'm so happy to see that you arrived. Your shoot is up in five minutes. I'm like, oopsie, I didn't expect that. So then I got all nervous. Um, I I got on set and I got onto this chair where I was supposed to sit for the for the photos that we were supposed to shoot before we did the actual scene. And I got so nervous, I fell off the chair. And there was a background um, with with me, and there was lights everywhere, and it all went down with me. I I, I wrecked the set completely. <laughs> we had to stop and and that to rebuild everything, and I felt embarrassed. And all these hot porn stars, which I haven't even met yet, were laughing. It was hilarious. So I was nervous, but you know. Um, after a few minutes, I eased into it and um, I made a few mistakes. They were like, uh, Ivan, be a little bit less this, be a little bit more this. I made mistakes. I had to like change my acting a little bit. Um, I didn't know what to do. But this scene came out quite a, quite a success. And I looked at it afterwards and I was pretty proud of the result. Um, there was there weren't any complications other than me needing a little bit of a direction of what to do. And that's basically my first shoot. Um that was a threesome scene um where I got double penetrated and did a double penetration top uh, um part as well. And, um, I mean, two scenes after that, I was in this very big group orgy with Adam Killian and other big stars like Valentino Medici. Um, a lot of pressure on me. This scene turned out to be um, uh, um, Queer Me Now, um, the you know, the big porn block. They wrote it as the fourth biggest and best scene of, of the year. According to them, they put like this this scene ended up in the top five scenes overall. And that was only my third scene. It was a lot of pressure to to perform in this very big anticipated um um, um scene. But I pulled it off and I mean it, it got the good ratings at the end of the day. So that was my first series of scenes that I've done. We'll be talking about double penetration in just a little bit, but right now I want to ask okay. you, uh, what do you enjoy most about starring in porn scenes? Uh, I like most about porn. Well, you know what? We, we go to gym a lot and we look after ourselves and, you know, I sometimes feel like all my energy and input goes to waste, no one sees my artwork, uh, what am I doing it for? A porn scene just catches all your hard work and your beauty and, you know, that sexiness that you have in your pride and years, it catches it on camera. And while I shoot, I just realize it and I feel it. And that just motivates me to perform even better. So basically my favorite thing about a porn scene shooting it is is that moment of me being on my best, being captured in camera and I'll just always be able to look back on it. So that's my favorite thing. That that's that that is what goes on in my mind while I shoot. Basically. <laughs> 
What turns you on the most and what turns you off the most when you're at a porn shoot? Um, what turns me off the most would probably be toys. I have done two scenes where toys are involved and every time I have used toys, I was really not all that much into it and I have complained a little bit in a jokingly way towards the director and my co-stars um, that I'm not really into toys. That would definitely put me off the most. What turns me on the most is that kiss with your wonderful co-star, that, that kiss before the fucking starts. I think that is absolutely my favorite every time. To be able to really make out with this very hot co-star, uh, that turns me on the most. I want to break a porn scene down with you. In a scene, mm -hmm. which do you enjoy the most, giving or receiving oral? Receiving oral. Okay. What about rimming? Which do you enjoy the most, giving or receiving? That's pretty much equal with me. Okay. Like, I, I really do enjoy both equally, yeah. In a scene, which do you enjoy the most? Topping, bottoming, or flip-flopping? Mm, bottoming. I really do enjoy the flip-flopping too, and even topping sometimes. I do enjoy it. It's not as if it's not enjoyable, but nothing beats bottoming on a scene ever. That's still my favorite thing to do. In a scene, what's your favorite sexual position, and does that differ from your favorite outside of the set, off-camera? No, it doesn't differ. It's actually the same. It would probably be me either on my side or on my back getting fucked by a guy laying next to me or um, standing on top of me. That would definitely always be my favorite. And of on an off-scene. Okay. And of course... We all know how a scene ends. It always ends with the pop shot, the cum shot, the money shot, as they say. In a scene, yeah. where is your favorite place to shoot your load? And where is your favorite place to take a load? Hmm. Take a load, definitely in my mouth. Um, shoot a load, always just on myself. I, you know, I usually get fucked on my back. Um while I lay on my back, so I usually just shoot on my on my tummy. That's usually just just as my favorite way because then I can shoot while I get my favorite sexual activity, which is me getting fucked while I lay on my back. So that just works. That's just very selfish of me, but that's what I like. Yes. Speaking of what you like, who have been some of your most favorite performers to work with? Okay, um, there's actually a few. I would say, um, as, as someone that was a brilliant top, Jimmy Durano was definitely great to work with. He was extremely professional and sexy. It was a pleasure to work with him. Um, I bought him three minutes in for Hot House, and he's been one of my favorites by far. As far as um, shooting and making it fun and the whole day is just 
such a fun event, it would be Jesse Coulter. Um, I always wanted to meet him. He was he has always been one of my um, famous uh, favorite performers um, when I was still watching porn way back in Africa. Turns out working with him is also just such a pleasure. I did a scene with him for Naked Combat, and that was just, uh, he is just amazing to work with. He will just, he's professional and he's, he's funny, and it's really nice. Um, another famous performer, uh, yeah, um, Nigel Banks from Lucas Entertainment. That was great to work with him on the one on one scene because there were just so much chemistry. If he, he's, he's into the scene, there's just, uh, explosion of chemistry with him it was really so much fun to really fucking and having him fuck me on on set it was really just amazing those three i think they would cut the they would make the goddess my three favorite performers i've worked with who have you not worked with that you're looking forward to working with in a scene in the future um, I would definitely love to work with Ryan Rose. I because I like his porn. Um, I, I I've had three porn stars that I wanted to work with, that I um I appreciate their work and I look up to them. And they've they've just been, you know, my fan favorite. And I've worked with two of the three. Um, Jesse Coulter and um, Jimmy Durano. Now there's only a third one missing, and that would be Ryan Rose. If I had worked with him, I would have worked with my three favorite porn stars of all time. So he's the only one that I would still like to work with, um, which I haven't worked with yet. Sounds like a plan. Ryan Rose, mm. Ivan Gregory is looking for you. Yeah, tell him that. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Are there any performers in the business whom you look up to? Are there any performers whose career trajectory you hope to achieve uh, with like similar heights as far as your own career? Yeah, the, these three guys that I've just mentioned, they, that's why I want to work with them all because they have been my fan favorites. I mean, they, they're such different performers when you compare the three of them, but in their own respect they have done great with what they have to offer so that is always jimmy durano and um jesse coulter and Ryan rose those are my three favorites that i look up to and uh, i just think they are they're more than performers born performers i actually think they are artists and they've just set new heights in the porn industry out of the scenes that you've done in the adult industry, who has possessed the biggest dick that you've had to take on in a scene? Now, if length and uh, girth are different, you can split it up like that. If someone was a little bit longer but wasn't as thick, but if someone was a bit more thick than they were long, you can uh, split it up like that if you want to. Jeez, I don't know. I really... <laughs> <laughs> when you do porn, they're always big, and they feel, all feel equally big. <laughs> I promise you, I, I can't answer that question because I think my porn stars have 
my co-stars has just all been equally blessed in size and I don't think the one has stood out more than the other. I think all the sizes I've worked with have just been nice. Um, I mean, um, Daryl Fortland has got a special curve in his cock that you definitely feel, but it's not bigger or thicker than any other cock that I've worked with on set. They, they all pretty much the equal size, to be honest with you. I mean, that's just my porn career anyways. I, I'm sure another porn star would have someone that stands out completely from the rest, but my porn stars have all been pretty much the nine or 10 inch thick cock, and it's just been the same every time. Let's talk about threesomes and double penetration. First up with threesomes, You've uh, experienced something that I would say a lot of our listeners may not have experienced ever before, which is what I like to consider to be a penetrative threesome, which is when you are with two other performers and you're in the middle and uh, you're getting penetrated and you are penetrating someone as well for those out there that haven't checked it out this is a scene with uh, marco milan and logan moore so check that out because ivan gregory does a penetration threesome in that one so for those out there that are listening and may have never tried this before in their personal life can you tell them a little bit about that experience you know what it's like to uh be in a scene having sex and uh, you are getting penetrated while you're penetrating at the same time you're sort of sandwiched right. you're like sandwiched I just, in I just the middle also need to, I just also have to mention that that's not the only scene that I have done that in um, there's more of them actually um, correct uh, I just wanted yes, to pick yeah, that so one out because that's one of that's the first ones I know I know right but I just wanted to mention that that's the thing that I do so easily that it always ends up being used in a scene so I mean my advice would definitely work the thing that you just have to remember if you are the one being sandwiched is you are the one that has to move as much as possible where the guy in front and back should move as little as possible. That's the secret of doing it. You really have to be the one moving while they are just the ones either making very small gesture movements or not moving at all. Because the moment that the front and the back one is going to start moving, then the whole train will just kind of break up. If you know what I'm saying. Cops will just be flying out of assholes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's my advice to doing it properly. It's basically the, middle, the guy in the middle has to do all the work. There you go. And uh, another thing that I would love for you to give uh, your take on, give a little advice to the listeners to, is the idea of double penetration. As you said, you've been doing some incredible work doing double penetration scenes, not only as a bottom, but as a top as well. So can you share with the listeners a bit about what that experience was like for you doing double penetration? So for those out there, 
that uh, you know may not know what that is. Double penetration is when you're being penetrated by two performers, you know, as a bottom, and double penetration as the top. Obviously, is you are penetrating another performer. You're penetrating, I should say, a bottom performer with another top. All right. So you want some advice, or um, yeah, let me take you through the whole procedure. Firstly, unfortunately, this is the truth. Double penetration can only be performed by big cocks. You have to have two tops with at least an eight-inch cock each. If it's smaller than that, it won't work. Um, the secret would be for the guy with the more... Um, curve on his cock, you know the curve that, that points more towards yourself than the other way around, the guy that's got that kind of curve, he should kind of go in first, um, to the bottom, and then when the other guy goes in, the, it's very important for the bottom to push into the cock with the top pushing in. The bottom should never push away from the cock, being scared that it's going to hurt or anything. It's absolutely there in the hands of the bottom to push into the second cock. He has to push his ass in it. And once he does that, you'll see how easy it is. Also, a lot of lubrication is also maybe a good idea. And that's my one-on-one on performing a double penetration. Yeah. Very cool. I hope it makes sense. I yes. hope it makes sense. <laughs> okay. Then I'm glad. Absolutely. So, these sexual acts that you've performed in scenes now multiple times, were these things that you had experienced in your personal life before then? Like, had you been double penetrated before? Had you double penetrated someone before? Had you been sort of, you know, the one getting sandwiched in between a top and a bottom? Basically, you know, being sort of the... Uh, Verse, uh, versus yeah, I have experienced all these things, but not excessively. I mean, before doing it in a porn scene, I was um, probably double penetrated twice in my life before that. Being the sandwich, I can only recall it happened once before doing porn, and as a DP top, I don't think that has ever, ever happened to me. No, I haven't been a DP top before. I have shot uh, as a performer being a DP top. So that was new. So, I mean, I've had a little bit of experience with it, but not a lot. One or two times. Do you watch your own scenes or films? Is that something that you try to do, or are you the type of person that... Uh, does not like watching his own scenes. Well, I like to watch just a trailer or some preview of it just to get an idea if it was if it was a good production or not. And I'm usually not the one that will watch it on the day that it was released. I mean, sometimes months will go by and I'm like, oh yeah, I haven't seen that scene of mine. Let me just go onto the website and look at the preview to see if it was good or not. And I like to watch it just to get an idea if this is a scene that I want to promote, if this was good work. Um, it's just good to look back on it. Sometimes I'll watch the full scene. I mean, I've done it before. 
Paladins really like watching the full scene um, because I'm more um, I'm thinking about more of the shooting wind because there are a lot of things happening behind the scenes um, than what I actually then I, I, I look at if it's a good production or not. That's the only reason why I would watch my own scenes. So I just watch short versions of it just to get an idea of the quality of the product at the end of the day. You've been doing some incredible work with kink.com. Most recently you've been on their Bound Gods website, you've been doing Naked Combat, and very soon your scenes on Men on Edge will be released. Mm -hmm. Can you share with the listeners a bit about what it's like exploring these different fetishes on uh, film? Yeah, <laughs> the thing with Kink Man was um, I haven't really had any any experience in any of these fields before I started shooting with it. What I wanted to do was I wanted to shoot um, the bound in public scenes because that's kind of my thing. And I applied there hoping to get the bound in public scenes um, castings. But then the bound in public um, part fell away. They're not shooting that anymore. And then I did apply to the company already and so they found me and said they really like my profile, they want to make me part of the, G the team but the section that I want to do, they're not shooting anymore. Would I still be keen to do some of the other stuff? And I said, you know what, I'll give the bound cards a try but nothing else. I don't want to do anything else other than that. And they marked me as a performer only for the Bound Gods. I went and did the Bound Gods scene, which went exceptionally well. And I had good chemistry with the director. And then after I shot the scene, he said he wanted me back for more. And he, he discussed with the other director who does the Men on Edge and the Naked Combat. And so they sent me another email and said, well, we want to shoot you in the other departments now. Here's the dates. Do you want to do it? And I kind of thought, well, I told you guys, I, I, I don't really want to do any of this stuff at all. But working with your company last time, it's been such a pleasant experience. So, okay, fine. I'll do it. I'll give it a go. And every time that I go there and I experience something new that I haven't done in my sexual life before, um, they take you through it and the director really, um, it, it, they're very good directors. They really are amazing. And they just make you believe you can do it. And before you know it, you have shot a scene and you've performed in every aspect that was um, expected of you. Um, and to have fun doing it on top of it. So I'm pretty cool with them um, giving me any kind of shoot um, at this stage because I've got faith in the directors and their choice in co-stars and having worked with them so much. But initially I was not open to the idea to work in all these um, departments of Kingman. I initially said no to everything. Only after being exposed to the company in another scene that I had the faith in the directors to take me 
to the other, you know, aspects of the company. Very nice. Mm -hmm. Something else that I want to ask you about as far as productions are these incredible orgy scenes that you've done. You've been in an orgy for two Lucas Entertainment productions. One of them is a very merry bareback Christmas, which was a seven-person bareback orgy. And then there's also Adam Killian's Raw Wet Dream, which was a nine-person bareback orgy. What were those experiences like for you, getting the chance to sort of take on multiple performers at the same time? When it gets that big, the um, performers sometimes get a little bit more leverage on doing things naturally with whom they want and what they want to do. Surely the director still sometimes jump in and says he wants this or that, but when a scene becomes that big, you can't control nine people all at once. So you get a little bit more freedom of what you want to do with all your multiple co-actors. Um, it, it's easy, easier to shoot than what you think because you've got all this freedom with a few bunch of rules that you should not jump the scene from this side to the next. You know, you don't want to fuck up the whole um, camera work. So there's a few boundaries that you have to freedom to work in, which is kind of nice. But um, doing the orgy scenes have been amazing, amazing. Um, I mean, that must have been one of the highlights for me, especially the Mary Bearback Christmas orgy, where I literally got the comp shots of all my co-performers. Um, that was that was just hot. I mean, I still sometimes think back of that very hot moment, getting all those hot guys to come in my ass at the end of the day. It was really fucking hot. Now it's time for the big question, a question that I'm sure all of your hardcore fans and supporters are dying to know, are curious to know. How big is Ivan Gregory below the waist? How much is Ivan Gregory packing? Well, I'm packing 8 inches. I'm not the extremely big 10 or 12 inches guy. I'm just an 8 inch guy. But I'm a nice secret. Don't ask me how, how, how wide. I don't know. But it's a nice 8 inch guy. Do you do anything in particular to maintain a consistent pop shot? Are you someone that tries to watch their diet? Are you someone that tries to abstain before a scene to make sure that the cum load is a decent size? Yeah, I don't watch diet. Um, I won't have sex um, a day or two before shooting. Um, sometimes. I mean, sometimes I'll just keep a guy open yeah <laughs> that's a, that's how far i go <laughs> i want to switch tones a little bit and talk about some of the serious aspects of the industry and for this set of questions i want to start off by asking about family does your family know about your career in the gay adult industry and if so how do they feel about it 
Well, yeah, they do know. Um, we don't talk about it much. Um, they just know I am in go-go dancing, possible nude shooting and all that kind of things in the U.S. Um, surely they would not be shocked if their new porn was involved in it. We don't talk about it much. They don't ask me what specifically that I do every day. Um, they're all right with it because I'm making a success of it. I mean, I'm staying on the beach in Miami, in my own apartment. Um, I'm making, uh, you know, I'm, I'm independent, I'm stable, I'm happy. Um, I get to experience life. So, you know, they kind of know it, but they don't ask too many questions. And I don't think they've got a problem with me doing whatever I need to do um, to be happy and to make a success of it. Um, yeah, I think that basically sums it up. What is your opinion on the popularity of bareback porn in the gay adult industry? Well, bareback porn is becoming extremely popular. Um, a lot of companies are starting, now, starting up now as bareback companies, hoping to get the same following as Sean Cody and Lucas Entertainment switched to bareback porn and... You know, a lot of guys the thought of bareback porn now because watching porn, it just looks so much better. So I think bareback porn is becoming extremely popular. What led to your decision to do bareback porn? Well, I mean, it wasn't a decision for me. I was always willing to do bareback porn before I even got into porn. Um, it was it just happened to be the first opportunity that was presented to me to do bareback porn. But I was willing to do safe or bareback porn either way from the start. So when the bareback porn opportunity presented itself as the first shoot, I didn't think about it twice because I already made the decision that I'm willing to do both. And you have been doing both. You've been juggling condom scenes with bareback slash raw scenes since you've been yeah. in the industry. That's something unique because I would say a couple of years ago that wouldn't necessarily have been fully accepted by the industry as well as fellow performers. There was a time, I would say maybe even around five years ago, when a lot of performers were getting a lot of flack, were getting a lot of issues thrown their way for doing bareback. But nowadays, it's become much more accepted. There are a lot of major production companies, like you mentioned, Lucas Entertainment has gone fully bareback. My question for you is and something that I'm curious about. When you started to do the bareback scenes, did you at all get any type of uh, negative reaction or negative feedback from uh, fans and supporters because you were doing bareback? Or was it generally accepted yeah, as it has okay. been now in the industry? No, it's not fully accepted yet because I did get some negative feedback, however, not a lot. I mean, it's, the negative feedback that I received was minor, extremely minor. 
And yeah, there have been some companies or um, uh, um, agencies that have denied me work because I started off doing bareback porn. Um, so I have had some sort of negative feedback. However, in general, I would say I have had more positive feedback than negative feedback. Is there any competition among performers in the gay adult industry? Uh, surely a little bit. Um, I don't really compare or compete with anyone ever. Um, so for me personally, I don't see it. But I'm sure there's a little bit of competition between everyone. I mean, they would always be. I mean, that just makes sense to me. Um, however, there's no one that I really compete with in the porn industry at all. Um, there's guys that I look up to. There's guys that I would like to be as good as. Um, but competing with someone? No, not really. Um, what really did take me by surprise was um, the first co-actor that I worked with the international industry um, was Logan Moore, like you mentioned a while ago. And I did a scene with him in Berlin. And I came to the US and my porn career kicked off very quickly. Um, and I remember him texting me, geez, you doing great and I wish I was you and no 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 and I was just looking at his profile the other day and like he, he he came to the US and did a whole series of big stuff now and I'm thinking he just overtook me <laughs> you know but never were we competing or were they like negative competition we've always been supporting one another since the day we both did our first porn shoot and um, it's just amazing to see that one day you will have more work than him, but the next day you didn't see it coming from nowhere. He would just have a lot more than you. So, you know, I, I think you should just compete with yourself. Um, otherwise, you're just going to... There will always be someone better and newer and more popular than you anyways. That's a good answer. I like that answer. Yeah. Let's talk about gay for pay what's your opinion on gay for pay performers in the gay adult industry i haven't worked with any of them um all my performance acting guy i would prefer working with gay performers only you know i'm not going to say no to a shoot with a gay for pay performer it's just that i prefer to work with a gay performer i think keep it gay keep it real um I just like to keep it real. I just like, if it's going to be porn for gay men, keep it with gay performers, you know, keep it within the, within the community. Um, I like that idea. It's just me. But I won't say no to a gay for gay performer. Of course, I won't say no to work. Um, I would just like to see the industry being, you know, um, for gay men by gay men. That would just be perfect. But, you know, that's that's my opinion on it. I haven't seen any gay for pay performance. Mostly we really are just a bunch of 
how nice trying to do a shoot together. Let's move away from the serious questions and let's talk about escorting. How did you get involved in escorting? Uh, just before I did my big scene in Berlin, um, three months before that, I was in a little bit of a financial difficulty, just moved to Cape Town, a new city, and my personal training career was kicking off as quick as I hoped. So I needed some money, and there was a lot of um, foreigners coming in with pounds and euros and dollars, and a lot of men made me offers because I was in exceptionally good shape. They said, oh, please, we just want you in our bedroom. We will pay you, we will pay you. And I said, no, 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 to all these men, because there weren't any escorts in, in, in Cape Town at all. However, I was a go-go dancer. My name was out there. So guys knew that I most probably would say yes to it. They approached me, they made me offers, and I kept on saying no. And I just realized one day, well, if I just said yes to all these opportunities, I would have been out of my financial distress and I would actually be fine doing escorting anyways. Um, it, it's something that I would, you know, be able to handle. And so I just decided, well, let's just start advertising and see where it goes. And in a question of days, I got out of my financial distress. And all of a sudden, I have never had financial distress ever again. And do, doing escorting work has given me so much freedom to travel and to go to any city that I want to. Um, so it's opened doors for me. I met a lot of interesting people. Um, and I've just been staying with my escorting choice ever since. What request do you get the most from your clients? It, oh, this is, this is going to be interesting, but it really depends on what city you are at, um, who's, your, who's, who's the other escorts in the area. I mean, sometimes you would get a whole week of guys begging you to talk to them and to be dominant to them because there's probably no other escort that's known to do that and now all of a sudden you're a versatile performer you end up with all that kind of bookings or you'll just go to a city where there's just a lot of tops and they just all want you to bottom it, it, it goes through stages it's really equal every client every week every month is different but somehow you'll get a week and every time with the same repetitive um, 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 inquiries of someone that wants the same thing as the previous guy. That's funny, I don't know why, but it depends on the week. I, I, at this stage, I'm with a bunch of guys that just want me to fuck them and dominate them. Hopefully that will change because I like to bottom more. And it will. It will change. What has been an unusual request from a client? Mm, unusual request. Well, you know, I, I don't want to point out too many specific incidences. 
course, I do respect my clients. And my clients probably listen to this interview as well. But, you know, every kind of request that I do get is kind of weird and odd sometimes. Because, I mean, once you start escorting, you realize how different everyone sees sex. No one sees it the same way. And every kind of request that I do get kind of reflects the need and, and 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 the stuff that this client doesn't really get in his sex stuff that is so um, much wanting and you know some of the requests are weird like I had a I've got clients that wants me to carry them around on my shoulders I've got clients who wants me he wants to eat up my ass without me showering for so like like dirty ass. <laughs> I got clients who, I mean, that those things might sound weird to some people, but actually, this is normal for these guys, and it's, it's still um, acts of sex at the end of the day, which isn't weird at all. Um, I've got clients who want to see me fuck their boyfriends. I've got clients who. You know, it's, it's, I've, I've got clients who want me to fuck them in their condos with the windows open and the lights on so that the neighbors can maybe see it. I've got, I've got odd requests, but at the end of the day, it's sex, and sex is never weird. That's just how I feel. Has there ever been a time when you didn't feel safe with a client? No. No, there hasn't been. No. I've always felt safe with, with clients, even in bondage situations, which I have allowed as a submissive bottom, I've always felt safe with my clients. Is there anything that you would not do for your client? Yeah, I do have my personal boundaries too. Which are? I don't know. I, I I would not really do water sports with my clients. Uh, I would. Hmm. I would not do water sports with my clients. I think that's about it. I can't think of anything else. I think. <laughs> um. I don't kiss all my clients. Um. I don't kiss all my clients. No, that I don't do. Um. Yeah, I think that's about it. Mostly, I'm open to do almost anything. I'm sure there are many listeners tuning in right now that might be curious how to contact you for your services. So where can they go about to contact you for your escorting services? They can actually text me and I'll give my number. I'm cool with that. It is 323-354-0336. If they are serious about um, setting up a meeting with me, I do travel all over the U.S., mostly just based in Miami, though. Um, travel to San Francisco, Los Angeles, and sometimes Philadelphia area. Um that would be the best way. Or they can just go onto redboy.com and just search for Ivan Gregory and my current location, which just pop up with my email address and my phone number again.
Fantastic. So moving away from the escorting questions and focusing once again on you, how often do you work out? Um, well, it depends. Some months I would work out about 12 times a week. Uh, some months I would just work out five times a week. So it depends on my bulking, cutting needs. Um, mostly it's anywhere between five to 12 times a week. To shave or not to shave? That is the question. Yes, I'm talking about down there I and also manscaping. Smooth. I'm naturally smooth. Okay. And down there, I just trim a little bit. In your opinion, what part of your body is the sexiest and why? <laughs> well, I've got great feet um, and I've got a great ass. Um, I think that's my two favorite parts. Why? Um, because that's just the sexiest part to me. I don't know why. I would just write that the sexiest part. Um, I don't know why. I, I just think it's. I just think it stands out. And um, on the flip side, the opposite of that. In your opinion, what part of your body do you like the least, and why? You know, I mean, if you've asked me this question a few years ago, I would have given you a whole list of complaints about what parts of my body don't I like and why. But you know what? As, as I've grown older and more confident, I've come to realize that I like everything about my body because um, I am a sexy man and every little part builds me into the unique Ivan Gregory that I am. I mean, sure, I don't have a straight nose. I've got a little bit of a crooked bump there. But, you know, it, it makes me Ivan Gregory. Um, I've got a little mark on my face next to my mouth, um, which is a birthmark. A lot of people ask me about it. But, you know what? That just makes me Ivan Gregory. Um, if I've got a... I, I don't have a spot that I just find... Um, revolting or you know I actually try to like all my parts the thing, the thing that's very challenging with me that's going to sound funny is my eyebrows which is actually blonde um, and so my hair on top was my, you know, my normal hair that, that's dark and my eyebrows are a little bit blonde that sometimes looks funny if I don't go to the salon and just um, um, um and, and um, dye it black or dark brown all the time. I mean, it, it looks ridiculous if I don't do that. So you just learn to work with your weaknesses and just make it your strengths again. Well, that's basically my answer on that question. In the scenes that you've done, you've pretty much been a versatile performer. You've topped, you've bottomed, you've flip-flopped. In your personal life, what is your sexual role? Do you see yourself as well as verse? Do you see yourself a little bit more as a bottom, a little bit more as a top? I know that you talked about your love of bottoming. So what's your role in your personal life? Definitely a bottom. Definitely. Um, 
I mean, I, I do have a cock and I do like to use it once in a while as a top. I would like to see myself with a versatile partner. Um, but I do enjoy bottoming the most by far. It's, it's my thing. In my personal life, I am a bottom. Let's travel back in time. How and when did you lose your virginity? I lost my virginity in one of these small desert African towns that I was referring to where I grew up. And I was about 18, 19, and there was this guy who was just looking at me at the gym every day. And he was dark-skinned, so he looked so mysterious. And then he followed me to my car one day, and I was like... Just get into my car, I'll give you a ride home or whatever. <laughs> and so it turns out he's a lost Brazilian boy. Um, he, was, he was Brazilian in a small desert African town. That was like a really, really nice catch for me. I mean, you don't see any Brazilians there ever. And we drove to a nature reserve and I lost opportunity there with him. It was kind of cool. You've had many unique and memorable sexual experiences, and I want to ask you about some of the ones in your personal life, because if I'm not mistaken, over the course of a weekend in your personal life, now this is outside of the porn scenes and whatnot, you had 50 cum shots, cum dumps, in you in one weekend that is right that's right that's correct um how did that happen i have that happen all right fine that's just um i've always watched the straight porn where there's 50 guys coming in one girl and i was like well i want to make it a personal venture myself i want to i want to feel that just looks mind-blowing and I'm not going to settle down before it happens for me. And so, um, basically, um, I had a client who wanted to see me get fucked by as many guys as possible. And I told him, well, I can do that. Um, I can make this picking work for me. We can do it at your place and we can put up an ad on the internet and we can scan the guys beforehand and see how many numbers we can get. And um, it was very successful. I had a lot of nice performers coming in. And by the end of the day, I was at something like 25, 24. Gee, felt good. So I was like, all right, well, you know what? I'm going to go to bed. I'm going to wake up, and I'm just going to do the other half tomorrow. So I went to <laughs> Bass House, for two days, and I just scouted my favorite performance. It's a very busy bathhouse, one of the best in the U.S., and I just got the rest of the guys there. And some of the guys that were um, by me the previous day, they took my number and said, well, if you want another come down tomorrow, just text me, and I texted him. Some of them came over. So, yeah, that's just basically how it happened. It was a whole weekend. 
with a rest period of sleep on the Friday and the Saturday, but by the Sunday afternoon, I got number 50. And number 50 was actually the hottest, best performer of them all. It's, uh, yeah, it, it was just an amazing, mind-blowing experience. And I'm very happy I did it and got it out of my system. As if a 50 cum dump isn't enough, you also experienced in your life not only getting fisted, but getting fucked with an 11-inch dick at the same time. Yes, that happened with an African-American guy that I kind of liked in Philadelphia and his friend. And um, we, <laughs> yes, it just happened. They, they, they double fucked me. His cock was about 10 inches and the other guy was about 11 inches. And um, they double penetrated me for a whole afternoon. It was just amazing. And when double penetration was just not enough, the one guy started fisting me. And while he was fisting me, the guy with the bigger cock, just also rammed it in there. Like, I, I, I tears were co coming out of my eyes, but it was so fucking good. It was just amazing. So, yeah, that happened. Ivan Gregory has a lot of uh, incredible memories for the memory book. A lot of yes. incredible sexual encounters, not only on camera, but off camera. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Tell me something quirky about yourself that most people don't know. Something unique about Ivan Gregory that a lot of your fans and supporters don't know. Um, I don't know. I really don't. I mean, the fact that I'm South African, the fact that I... I'm into photography. A lot of very few people know that. Um... Yeah, I think that's about it. Um, I, this, this, what you see is pretty much what you get. There's nothing much more to me than this. <laughs> this is basically my life. Um, I'm into photography, which very few people know. And other than that, there's nothing really too unique. It's gym sex, gym sex, gym sex, beach, eat, sleep with me. Describe yourself in 10 words or less. Okay, let me think about this. Um, sexy, intelligent, unique, um, friendly, um, confident, um, determined, um, energetic, uh, self-centered. I can be very self-centered. And that will be the words. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> As we start wrapping the interview up, I have this list of pop culture-oriented questions that are designed to allow the listeners and your fans out there to get to know you even more. So the first question in this set is, what are five of your most favorite television shows? Now, this can be a list of five of your all-time favorites or five of your current favorites. I just need five TV shows that you enjoy. All right. First of all, South Park. I can watch reruns of that all the time. Um, and then okay, South Park, for sure. I'm like, 
I like Futurama as well. I like the Family Guy, um, American Horror Story. Um, Mm -hmm. One more to go. Uh, one more to go. Let me think. Let me think. <laughs> Television shows. Ah, oh, we can throw in The Simpsons there as well. Who are four of your all-time favorite music artists? All right, that would be. <laughs> this is funny. It's going to be Tiësto, Armin van Buren. Um, Showtech and um, let's throw in um, Paul Van Dyke. I'm pretty much into my dance music. What are three of your most favorite films? Hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, Lord of the Rings, absolutely one of my favorites, the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Um, um, I really do like Enemy at the Gates, um, and let's get something funny in there. Um, um, uh, yeah, and, and, and not another teen movie or not another scary, or scary movie, you know, all those movies um they were, they were all bunch of them they're all my favorite so let's put them in number three what are two foods you can't live without um uh, pasta and ice cream and what is one of your guilty pleasures Ice cream. <laughs> I eat ice cream. I, I eat a top of ice cream every day. Good grief. I think that's pretty much That's how you maintain yeah, your rock hard abs? Yeah, that's how I maintain my rock hard abs. Okay. Interesting. What's your favorite ice cream? Is there a favorite? Uh, do you guys have one? Yeah. Um, let me go to my Dustin because I can't remember. Um... I can't remember the name. It is Ben and Jerry's. I like Ben and Jerry's, and I like the New York Super Fudge Chunk at the moment. All right, now, what's next for Ivan Gregory? What's going to be released soon? What can the listeners anticipate from you in the near future? Okay, so stuff that hasn't been released yet, um, that's going to be released um, soon would be my Men on Edge stuff and then I have applied at a few porn companies that I haven't worked with yet so I want to you know um, um, move away from the stuff that I've done already and, and do more more new and different stuff I want to be um, as versatile or uh, um, I want to wide range of studios at the end of my career so basically what you can expect this year is new studios um but unfortunately i can't say which ones yet because i've only sent out my applications for these studios last week so we'll have to see who wants to work with me and where it's gonna go but i basically want to do fresh work something that i haven't done before so what you can expect of me um this year is 
anything but what you've seen last year. Well, that sounds exciting, Ivan. Certainly something to look yeah. forward to. How can your fans reach you? Where can they find you on the web, social networking, all of the goodies? All right, so my Twitter is um, Ivan Gregory. It's um, at Ivan Gregory XXX. Um, it's a new profile because my old profile got deleted by Twitter because there was a nude profile pic. I'll never post nude profile pics of yourself. Um, my Facebook, I'm going to set up an Ivan Gregory Facebook account soon. I've only used my personal real name account up until now, but I'm kind of going to break away from that and just start an Ivan Gregory fan page at the end of April. I'm getting all my stuff together for that, and um, that's where you can catch me, I guess. Well, Ivan, I certainly want to thank you so much for the interview. This brings us to the end of our interview. Is there anything that you would like to say to your fans and supporters tuning in right now? Well, no, nothing in particular. I just want to thank everyone that has been keeping up to date with all my work and, and, and to the guys that appreciate my work. I want to thank you for all the support. And I promise that I will not disappoint anytime soon <laughs> and that I will keep the good stuff coming in. Sounds great, Ivan. We'll certainly have to thank you so much for the interview. I am so glad that we had the chance to do this. Your career is certainly on the rise, and uh, we're certainly looking forward to tracking your career. Whenever you want to come back for another interview, you are more than welcome to come back on and update our listeners and your fans and supporters on what you've been up to. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And listeners, I also want to thank you for tuning into One-on-One -on -one with Poppy Chulo. Tune in for brand new episodes of One-on-One -on -one with Poppy Chulo every Wednesday and Thursday at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. You can download this episode and many more by visiting poppychuloradio.com forward slash archives. Registered users will gain access to the Poppy Chulo Radio archives of previously aired broadcasts. And with that, Ivan Gregory and I would like to wish you and yours a wonderful night. Good night, listeners. Good night. Thanks for listening to One-on-One -on -one with Poppy Chulo. To contact us with any of your questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns, email us at contact at poppychuloradio.com or leave us a voicemail at 305-515-8620. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter by going to twitter.com slash poppychuloradio and like us on Facebook by visiting facebook.com slash poppychuloradio. Be sure to listen again next week as we continue to showcase exclusive interviews with some of the adult industry's most popular male performers. This is Ben Patrick Johnson saying good night and have a wonderful week. <laughs>